What a great honor it is to be available to interview a gentleman who has done so much for this country. Cash Patel is coming up in just a moment on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 254 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Friday, October 7th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, click on the button that says become a patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Our guest today is Mr. Cash Patel. He serves as the Chief of Staff to Secretary of Defense Chris Miller under President Trump. Before that, Mr. Patel served as Deputy Assistant to the President and Senior Director for Counterterrorism on the National Security Council. So he oversaw the execution of several of the President's top priorities, including eliminating Al-Qaeda and ISIS senior leadership and safely repatriating dozens of American hostages. As a top counterterrorism official of the White House, he was responsible for creating and implementing our nation's policy to safeguard the homeland by overseeing the interagency implementation of the National Counterterrorism Strategy. Mr. Patel was also selected to serve as Principal Deputy to the Acting Director of National Intelligence. As such, he oversaw all 17 intelligence community agencies and prioritized intelligence collection to focus on hard targets and global threats. This allowed him to leave the director's duty to synthesize our intelligence holdings and create the president's daily briefing, which he would then brief to the president and cabinet officials. As one of the highest-ranking officials at DOD, ODNI, and the White House, Mr. Patel gained unique expertise, straddling the nexus of government and private sector operations and policy for the defense of our nation to include defense, cyber, and intel. Before all that, Cash Patel served as a national security advisor and senior counsel for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, where he and Congressman Devin Nunes actually uncovered the deep state's Russian collusion hoax they tried to use to bring President Trump down. At the same time, he led congressional oversight of sensitive programs for the intelligence community and U.S. Special Operations Forces and worked to enact legislation to fully fund the multi-billion dollar budgets supporting intelligence and counterterrorism operations worldwide. Mr. Patel joined that committee following his tenure as a national security prosecutor at the Department of Justice, where he led investigations spanning multiple theaters of conflict and oversaw the successful prosecution of al-Qaeda and ISIS jihadists. He also served as DOJ liaison officer to Joint Special Operations Command, working with our nation's most prestigious counterterrorism special forces units, to conduct collaborative global targeting operations against high-value objectives in almost every theater of war. That is the longest introduction I have ever done for an interview, but you deserve to know who we're dealing with here, and Mr. Patel deserves the thanks of a grateful nation. It's a great honor to welcome Cash Patel to the Doc Washburn Show. How are you, sir? Hey, Doc. Thanks so much. I'm uh, very humbled and honored to be on your show, and thank you for uh, making that intro. It's very kind to you. Well, I'm humbled and honored to have you. I can't thank you enough. First of all, what do you think about Joe Biden's recent comments that we could be on the verge of a nuclear war with Russia? Well, I think it's the scariest thing a commander-in-chief could ever say publicly, and it can only happen in an administration such as this one, where he has chosen to politicize the national security apparatus, diminished our footing on the global diplomatic stage, and reduced American national security interests across the board, from the border to taking on Russia, China, Iran, and whatnot. And what you see is a drastic rise in the power of Putin and Xi Jinping and others, and more importantly, 
They just don't care anymore about America's response or what America might do like they did during President Trump because they don't respect or care about Joe Biden. And that's sad for America and tragic for our national security. I'm the guy that's always saying I'm cheering for Joe Biden to succeed on our national security mission because it is a no fail mission. But he is failing every single day on it. Well, we're in a, a tough position here. There's the 25th Amendment, but I don't think anybody's going to pull that. You got Kamala Harris next. If they did, uh, how do we pull back from the precipice? Millions of lives are at stake here. Well, the midterms are step one, and I think America has learned a very big civics lessons in the last few years that the that is the powers of the majority in Congress matters. Um, more than anything else in those halls, because unless you're in the majority, you can't really do anything. And they can conduct investigations of oversight. They can do so like we did in the Russiagate investigation that Devin and I ran on House Intel, or they can do so with um, politically motivated investigations, such as the Unselect Committee for January 6th, which is not in search of the truth, but a political target. Um, to take down Donald Trump. And so Americans have to get out to the polls and send Republicans in waves to both the House and the Senate so we can have oversight investigations of things that matter, i.e. Hunter Biden's laptop, the whistleblowers that are coming out and showing the corruption at the FBI. Um, and we can hold government officials, i.e. Joe Biden's cabinet, accountable for their failures, Mayorkas on the border, Lloyd Austin as Secretary of Defense, for failing to protect us on the international scene, and others. And that's what Congress can do, but most importantly, they can put out the documents from the government themselves that uh, expose their corruption like we did in Russiagate and so many other places. And um, that's, that's just the start. Amen. Amen. Sir, when I first got to Arkansas in 2014, people would call my radio show and tell me with a sense of dread that Hillary was going to be our next president. There was nothing we could do about it. Donald Trump really was not supposed to win in 2016, was he? No, they, again, they overlooked it and not even overlooked it. They just said that is never going to happen. It's not a possibility, but just in case they orchestrated the Russiagate conspiracy to keep him out of office as a backup plan. These people don't take chances. They, they being the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign went out and hired a foreign asset and Christopher Steele and hijacked the law enforcement agency to uh, the FBI and lied to a federal court to unlawfully surveil President Trump. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about or haven't seen it or believe it, you've got to get up to speed on, the, on that, and you can do so by watching The Plot Against the President, or you can do so by checking out my new children's books, The Plot Against the King series, which summarize this entire saga for you and your kids in 20 short minutes. And again, you mentioned the, uh, the documentary, The Plot Against the President, that people definitely need to watch, right? Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Amanda Milius made that 90-minute documentary. If you have 90 minutes this weekend, I'm actually asking you to go and watch that because all things come back to Russiagate. The same corrupt government gangsters that ran that, the Comey McCabe acolytes, are also now the names you see who mishandled or broke the law when it came to Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, came to Hillary Clinton's email investigation, the same people, Strzok and Auten and Tybalt and all this stuff. You know, you got to watch the plot against the president um, immediately. You can go online, you can go on Amazon, you can watch the plot against the president. We're speaking with the great Cash Patel. Can you please tell my audience, speaking of the plot, about the bombshell memo that you and Representative Devin Nunes released January 2018? Yeah, so we we used um, our authority in Congress to do our job, which was have oversight over the executive branch, i.e. the FBI and DOJ in this instance, and a few others, and tried to hold people accountable. So we put out the truth. We went out and subpoenaed the government, the FBI and DOJ, for their own documentation that showed their lies to the FISA court, their politicized activity, and how agents like Strzok and Page and Comey and McCabe and so many others broke their oaths of office and operated as government gangsters, as I call them, to completely politicize our bureaucracy. And if that weren't enough, they did so by spending American taxpayer dollars lying to the public, and people like Adam Schiff continued to put on a disinformation campaign to try to convince America of the one false thing that has always been false, that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. The only people that that robbed us of our 
executive and legislative branch duties where the people who participated in Russiagate and their names are coming out to this day. And you need to go read the Nunes memo. You need to go read Peter Strzok's termination letter, which just came out uh, from the FBI. And it is a striking read of his unlawful and unethical behavior. And it's all available for free at fightwithcash.com. We make it our mission to put out documents for the American public to read, be it Russiagate, be it January 6th, be it John Durham's investigation, uh, be it just anything that these corrupt government gangsters doing, their whistleblowers. It's all there at fightwithcash.com for free on a document vault. Go pick up one document or two this weekend and circulate it to your friends. It's the government's own documents that always takes them down, but the hard part is getting them. Fightwithcash.com, and that's cash with a K. So, Cash Patel, a lot of conservative pundits believe that special counsel John Durham is making uh-huh. a big mistake by operating as if the FBI are innocent victims of the peripheral characters he's prosecuting instead of going after some of the FBI leadership that you just mentioned. What, what do you think about that? Look, I, I know John Durham. He is actually one of the best prosecutors around, and if there's a case to be made, he can bring it. There's a difference between and me as a former national security prosecutor myself. There's a difference of saying someone did it like Comey and McCabe and Strzok and company and proving it in a court of law um, because sometimes you just can't get the people and the evidence to court. Now, I'm not saying John Durham's done, but what he has done is a magnificent job in the prosecutions. Even the acquittal of Michael Sussman reveals so much information. The Danchenko one that's coming up just reveals a bombshell piece of information that Danchenko himself was a paid FBI informant, highlighting to me what I call the FBI Confidential Human Source Corruption Cover-Up Network. It started with Steele. Now we know Danchenko is part of it. We just know the beginnings of it and why the FBI using confidential human sources in places like January 6th, that's all now coming out. I believe it's because we've proven time and again, they use them to cover up their own corrupt actions so they can say, they can tell people nothing to see here and you're going to jeopardize sources if we start talking about this. It was a lie during Steele. It was a lie during January, uh, the Danchenko matters and it's probably going to be a lie in relation to January 6th and we need to find out why and what those documents are very good and and in the interest of full disclosure john durham does have an an excellent uh reputation that's that's why i had to ask about that because some conservative commentators have been going lately like gee what's what's going on here um why do you think the fbi raided the home of former president trump Look, I don't know, and I've said publicly since that's you know since the president has so much ongoing matters on it. I've made public statements before, but I'm not going to make any new ones yeah. um, until he resolves those issues. But you know, here's the thing: uh, just speaking in general uh, terms, the FBI has has politicized their investigative apparatus to go after targets and people, just like the January 6th committee did, that they don't want to see succeed. And whatever, be it Russiagate, be it Ukraine impeachment one, Ukraine impeachment two, January 6th, the Afghanistan uh, withdrawal, be it the origins of the China virus, what have you, insert X here, the FBI has run the same ops for DOJ, and that's why people have completely lost faith and they need a total overall. Because instead of doing the law enforcement, as we've seen these whistleblowers were coming out and saying that the FBI is falsely padding statistics, um, and taking FBI field-level agent cases and moving them to the Washington behemoth so that they, can, they, Chris Lay, can go to Congress and lie like he did last month and say domestic violent extremism is such on the rise, it's the number one threat, especially related to Donald Trump supporters in January 6th. And what they're not doing is the street-level crimes, as these whistleblowers have said, such things such as crimes against children. They are literally taking away the authority of street-level agents to do the research, excuse me, to do those investigations so they can go to Capitol Hill and lie and be the worst type of government gangster in Chris Ray that you can have so they can satisfy a radical left agenda and get their next headline instead of protecting our communities. Speaking of which, what did it say to you when earlier this year Senator Ted Cruz had an assistant director of the FBI under oath and asked her, Hey, were there any uh, federal assets at the Capitol on January 6th who committed crimes of violence? And she said, well, I'm sorry, I can't answer that. You know, you bring up a great point, and I encourage your entire audience to go look at that clip. Um, You know, I know I've seen it on Truth Social and Rumble all over the place. Um, But 
it was so striking. And I know Jill Sanborn. I used to work with her as a terrorism prosecutor. Wow. She didn't say Ray Epps is not a Fed. She did say, but we don't have any of that information. And let's couch this in, in, the, in the truth that, that should be viewed through. Ray Epps was on the FBI's most wanted list on one day for, on, for his involvement in January 6th. And the next morning he was removed. Yeah. That doesn't happen unless you are an FBI informant. And what Jill Sanborn said was, I am unable to tell you. I'm paraphrasing. Not denying it. That is government speak for, yes, he is. And that is why we need Congress to go after that investigation and oversight and see, did they do what they did with Christopher Steele and then Chanko and so many others and politicize the January 6th matter? We need to find those answers out. Well, the great Julie Kelly of an American greatness has pointed yeah. out that the, the head of the Detroit field office, almost as soon as they announced the uh, Governor Whitmer kidnapping hoax, was promoted to be head of the D.C. field office just a couple of months mm-hmm. before January 6th. So it looks really suspicious to a lot of us. Yeah, look, these, these corrupt agents, and it's the same actors, be January 6th or Hunter Biden's laptop or, or uh, you know, Russiagate. Look at what happened to Tim Tebolt, the guy that buried Hunter Biden's laptop information so that he could falsely go out and say it's Russian disinformation and essentially use that parody to rig the last election cycle from Americans. It has now come out. Without equivocation, as I've said so long ago, that Hunter Biden's laptop contains information of crimes. I believe he is going to be charged. I've been saying it for a long time. And for 51 former intelligence officials to come out, including a former director of the CIA and a former secretary of defense, to willingly know that they are signing on to a false letter just to rob President Trump of the right to be the president again. That is the very definition of an election rigging, and that is a reason why one of the reasons why the Plot Against the King series books that I wrote, Plot Against the King 2000 Mules, in collaboration with Dinesh D'Souza, is why we talk about election t- integrity for our kids and, and even young adults, why it matters so much. Because we cannot have an election system where if you have 100,000 people in the land and 200,000 votes, something's wrong. But on top of that, you cannot have the media or the fake news heralds, as we call them in the Plot Against the King, come out and lie to the American people just so that someone can be excluded from the right of being president or elected official anywhere. The story is the story about the truth, and I encourage your audience to go to plotagainstthekeng.com. They're going to love the first book about Russiagate. You want to know Russiagate in 20 minutes? Go read the plotagainstthekeng.com. You'll see Hillary Clinton and Keeper Comey being taken on by uh, Duke Devin and a wizard named Cash, and of course there's a shifty night. We had so much fun with this series. President Trump launched it for us. It went to number one, and we just released Plot Against the King 2,000 Mules in collaboration with Dinesh D'Souza on plotagainstthekeng.com. And if that weren't fun enough, for those of you that like country music, my friend John Rich of Big and Rich made a song exclusively for the book called The Plot Against the King. you got to listen to it. It's so catchy. It's all over Rumble, and it's all over Truth Social at Cash. Wow, looking forward to that. We're speaking with the great Cash Patel Speaking of 2,000 mules, uh, most Americans have lives. They, they don't have time to keep mm-hmm. up with whether Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin have straightened things out from what went wrong in 2020. Given what was done to this country in the 2020 election, do you think it will be possible to elect a Republican president in 2024? Yes, I do. And I think it's because people have learned the importance of the following – statewide elections matter almost more than any federal election. And here's why, because as the constitution dictates, federal elections are not to be governed or taken over by our federal government. I never want that. They are governed and rightly so by the states. And unless you have state secretaries of state and state AGs that we can uh, believe in to protect the constitution, the voting and the election integrity system, then it will not be done so. And so we are, you know, President Trump has endorsed so many MAGA first, uh, America first patriots and in those categories, such as Abahamada in Arizona and others in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin to these positions that they are finally getting national notoriety because they are the ones who are going to come in and fix the election integrity matters in their separate states. They are going to, we're going to see some of those results in 2022 here in just a few short weeks at the midterms, and we're going to see it carry through um, with President Trump. Um, and if you, if you want to catch a glimpse of him this weekend in Arizona and Nevada, I'll be out there with him speaking on stage before his rallies. I'm sure this issue is going to come up. Wow. 
Speaking of President Trump, he popularized the term deep state. How deep is the yeah. deep state? Oh, wow. Well, uh, I wish we had all the time in the world to talk about it, but here's the problem. Me, me too. <laughs> there's, there's too many, too many great, oh, excuse me, there are so many great Americans serving in all the agencies in government that it, it doesn't refer to them, and it's, but it's unfortunately tainting the work that they do because the government gangsters, as I call it, in the senior levels have chosen to abdicate their responsibility and oath of office, um, whether it's DOD, FBI, DOJ, CIA, because they all want to seek political ascendancy instead of doing their jobs. Now, we can remove these people. We can hold these people accountable in Congress. But it's the deep state in collaboration with the media, which is the critical component of the deep state. Otherwise, they would have no success when they receive their leaks of false information to target politically people and take on false stories like Russiagate. And uh, I'm proud to announce that I actually have a book on the deep state that's actually, I don't think I've said this anywhere. It's coming out for pre-release on, uh, online. It's called Government Gangsters, The Deep State, The Truth, and the Battle for a Democracy. It's up for pre-release in a week or so where I go after the deep state and tell the world how we can actually fix it. And, yes, it's doable. Wow. We'd certainly love to have you come back on when the, when the book comes out. No question about it. Uh, we're speaking with the great Cash Patel. Sir, you're more than qualified for a number of high-ranking government positions, so I would like to pick your brain about the task ahead. If we are able to elect another Republican president in 2024, uh -huh. say, for instance, you got appointed to be attorney general, what would your uh, first priorities be? You know, I'm very humbled, and it's very kind of you to, to view me in that light. My mission right now is to travel the country on behalf of MAGA and America First candidates and follow President Trump and get out there. And I'm, that's why I'm going out to Arizona and my home state of Nevada. We're winning back the West. We're going to win Senate seats out there in the great Adam Laxalt and Blake Masters, Georgia yep. and, and Pennsylvania, Oz and Herschel and things like that. We do that and we are on the mission, on the road, excuse me, to creating a very successful 2024. And if President Trump asked me to serve, of course I would serve. But here's what you have to do, and it's in my book, Government Gangsters. You have to clean out personnel. That yeah. is the one singular thing that they did not get right in the first Trump administration, and we now know it. Yeah, not no. just the senior-level position, the undersecretary, the deputy, the chiefs of staff, the people who report to Congress, and you have to go after the political leakers and those who have falsely categorized criminal conduct in the name of American democracy just because they disagree with their political motives. You have to find these people. And these people should not be allowed to serve in government ever. And if there's crimes committed, they need to be prosecuted. So I would, I'm just leading the charge, or I'm not leading it, President Trump is, but I'm trying to do what I can to get out there to educate Americans on this mission. And now so much of America has woken up because Gone are the days where you could be um, cast a poll or vote every two and four years in America is okay. That's what we need, turnout, um, starting in a few weeks, and then that turnout to carry to 2024. We'll be out there. Amen, absolutely. And, and I appreciate your, your humility. Um, uh, let, me, uh, let me pose it this way. Um, if a friend, a confidant of yours, was appointed, say, for instance, the next Secretary of Defense and used you as a sounding board what would you suggest needs to be done to DOD? Similar things. You need to go in there and, and reform the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You know, Mark Milley is a prime example of someone who politicized the job that is by statute supposed to be the most apolitical position in the United States government. He has shown how he can recklessly and unlawfully enter the chain of command by calling our adversaries in China and giving them warnings. Uh, when and if we would ever attack, he has shown that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff has superseded his legal authority by intervening in matters publicly so that he could save his job, like on January 6th. And he was busy leaking to um, leaking information for her books, and so he could be glorified in the media. You know, if Chairman Milley had been busy fortifying the Afghanistan withdrawal, which we successfully ran at DOD for President Trump, that did not lead to a single American casualty then 13 of our soldiers would not have been blown up on his watch because of his reckless political hubris. And then he wouldn't have to go to the world and lie about a drone strike that killed seven children in Afghanistan in this false name of American vengeance against an ISIS bomber that Joe Biden let out of um, 
Bagram Airfield because of his disastrous Afghan evacuation. Wow. These, these are things that hit at the core of me, and um, I'm glad you were able to bring it up. But uh, hopefully sure. we get a chance to, to talk again soon. You can, only, you can find me at one place. At Cash on Truth Social, yep. very simple, or fightwithcash.com. Only places I exist. And, again, I'm asking your audience to go out and, and purchase copies of the plotagainsttheking.com. The books are out there. The, the first one on Russiagate, the second one, Plot Against the King. 2,000 mules, all available at plotagainsttheking.com. I even signed a bunch. They're all for sale. They're flying off the shelves. I think we're breaking through to uh, the top ten this weekend after our second week of launch. So, um, thanks so much for having me. Fantastic. Cash Patel, God bless you, sir. We wish you Godspeed, and, and thank you so much for coming on the Doc Washburn Show today. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Wow. I got to tell you, um, I don't think I've ever had an interview like that before. That's That's number one. Number two, when I stay up late the night before and come up with all these questions and I start the interview, I'm always wondering, um, gee, will, will I have enough questions to ask? And then the 30 minutes goes by so quickly. That's a lot to unpack. That's a lot to unpack. And the deep state is deep. And for someone who is such a huge fan of former President Trump, Cash Patel, to say the biggest mistake was personnel. The biggest mistake was not clearing out the entrenched folks who fought against us. That says a lot. That really says a lot. I'm looking at the website right now, plotagainsttheking.com, about Cash's uh, children's books. Fantastic stuff there. Fightwithcash.com. And, again, his uh, social media, uh, he's at Cash over at Truth Social. Um he does. There, there is a a Twitter uh, profile, Cash's Corner. But I'll be looking forward to uh, Government Gangsters, his new book coming out soon. And it's always uh, a pleasure when somebody breaks news on the Doc Washburn show because I had no idea that he has a, a book coming out for pre-release here in a few weeks. So that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Look, as I've said many times before, um, we really appreciate our advertisers for making it possible for us to do what we do here week in and week out as we get closer to our first anniversary of the Doc Washburn Show. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. And I'd like to help you with some health issues. 
You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thanks again to our advertisers, our friends, Dr. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree. Also, there are doctors they've helped me and my wife, and so many people that we know in so many ways. Also, thank you so much to our good friend, Mitch Ward, proprietor of RedRiverYourWay.com. Now, since Cash brought up the FBI whistleblowers, this is a story that I've been trying to get to, and there's always so much stuff to talk about every day. And by the way, I want to say thank you so much to my friend Donnie Copeland, for filling in for me for a couple of days this week. Uh, I was out because I had to have a, uh, a couple of wisdom teeth extracted. And uh, Donnie is always there for me. And so I really appreciate him filling in for me uh, for a couple of uh, episodes of the Doc Washburn Show this week. A story I've been trying to get to for a while, and I'm so glad Cash brought it up, is one about the uh, FBI whistleblowers. Deborah Hine over at American Greatness recently had the article FBI retaliates against whistleblower after he objects to SWAT raids against January 6th subjects. So special agent, FBI special agent, Stephen Friend, 37 years old, was recently suspended. He said large numbers of rank-and-file FBI agents across the United States are disgusted with the regime's politicized January 6th investigation, but most are too afraid of reprisals to speak out. Stephen Friend was suspended, stripped of his gun and badge, and escorted out of the FBI field office in Daytona Beach, Florida, after conscientiously objecting to taking part in the Bureau's harassment of conservative Americans. That is the report from Miranda Devine over at the New York Post. Agent Friend said he was punished after he complained to his superiors about having to be involved in January 6th investigations that were violating citizens' Sixth Amendment rights due to overzealous charging by the DOJ and biased jury pools in Washington, D.C. The whistleblower alleges that FBI domestic terrorism cases are being opened on American citizens' who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, according to the New York Post. Stephen Friend, a SWAT team member who was with the FBI for 12 years, made those allegations and more in a bombshell whistleblower complaint. Filed recently with the Department of Justice Inspector General's office, he's among 20 whistleblowers from the Bureau who have reported concerns about the weaponization of the FBI against the Biden administration's political opponents to Republican members of Congress. In his complaint, the whistleblower alleges he was removed from active investigations into child sexual exploitation and human trafficking to work on the January 6th investigation. 
He said he was told domestic terrorism was a higher priority than child pornography because of this. Agent Friend believes his child trafficking investigations were damaged. Among his stunning allegations, Friend says the FBI has retroactively designated a grassy area outside the Capitol that was not restricted on January 6, 2021 as a restricted zone in order to widen the net of prosecutions. Did you know this? Have you heard about this? The whistleblower alleges the FBI intends to prosecute everyone even peripherally associated with January 6, according to the New York Post. He also alleges the FBI has created fraudulent crime statistics to give the false impression that right-wing domestic terrorism is the greatest threat to America. Again, something Cash Patel brought up early in this episode in our interview. The agent was declared absent without leave in August after he refused to participate in a SWAT raid in Jacksonville, Florida that he felt was a use of excessive force against January 6th subjects accused of minor offenses. From the article, New York Post, Miranda Devine, friend who did not vote for Donald Trump in the 2020 election said he told his immediate boss twice that he believed the raid and the investigative process leading up to it violated FBI policy and subjects right under the sixth amendment to a fair trial and eighth amendment right against cruel and unusual punishment. This American hero, the father of two small children has blown up his dream career because he could not live with his conscience if he continued to be part of what he sees as the unjust persecution of conservative Americans. Friend said he asserted his right to conscientiously object to joining a raid on a January 6th subject in the Jacksonville, Florida area on August 24th, telling his supervisors, I have an oath to uphold the Constitution and I have a moral objection and want to be considered a conscientious objector. He said most agents just keep their heads down because they're close to their 20-year retirement with full pension, but he said he's heard from many who are equally disgusted at being used as pawns in the regime's political investigations. Other whistleblowers say the FBI's raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida August 8th increased the level of discomfort of agents within the Bureau, according to the New York Post. He says he was removed from active investigations into child sexual exploitation and human trafficking to work on January 6th cases sent from D.C. He was told domestic terrorism was a higher priority than child pornography. As a result, he believes his child exploitation investigations were harmed. Friends' allegations include, again, quoting from the New York Post article, Washington, D.C. field office is manipulating FBI case management protocol and farming out January 6th cases to field offices across the country to create the false impression that right-wing domestic violence is a widespread national problem that goes far beyond the black swan event of January 6, 2021. As a result, he was listed as lead agent in cases he had not investigated and which his supervisor had not signed off on in violation of FBI policy. FBI domestic terrorism cases are being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, based on anonymous tips to an FBI hotline or from Facebook spying on their messages. These tips are turned into investigative tools called guardians after the FBI software that collates them. The FBI has post facto designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it was not restricted January 6, 2021, in order to widen the net of prosecutions. The FBI intends to prosecute everyone even peripherally associated with January 6, and another wave of January 6 subjects are about to be referred to the FBI's Daytona Beach Resident Agency for investigation and arrest. The Jacksonville area was inundated with Guardian notifications and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, including people who had not even been in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, 
or who had been to the Trump rally that day but did not go inside the Capitol. (sighs) Now, according to the New York Post, FBI agent Friend's top-secret security clearance was suspended after he entered FBI space, his office, and downloaded documents from FBI computer systems, an employee handbook, and guidelines for employee disciplinary procedures to an unauthorized removable flash drive. The whistleblower was told in a letter from the head of FBI Human Resources on September 16th that he was losing his security clearance also because he espoused beliefs which demonstrate questionable judgment and demonstrated an unwillingness to comply with rules and regulations. In his whistleblower complaint, Agent Friend said he faced reprisals from his supervisors after he voiced his conscientious objections to the Bureau's politicized investigations. He also alleges that they ignored his complaint about manipulative case file practice, which creates false and misleading crime statistics constituting false official federal statements. He stated instead of hundreds of investigations stemming from an isolated incident at the Capitol on January 6, 2021, FBI and DOJ officials point to significant increases in domestic violence, extremism, and terrorism around the United States. At no point was I advised or counseled on where to take my disclosure beyond the reprising officials above the threatened reprisal constituted a de facto gag on my whistleblowing. He said that on August 19th, he first told his boss, supervisory senior resident agent Greg Federico, that he believed it was inappropriate to use an FBI SWAT team to arrest a subject for misdemeanor offenses and opined that the subject would likely face extended detainment and biased jury pools in Washington, D.C. Yeah, likely would, since all the rest of them have. I mean, come on. 94% of people that voted in D.C. voted for Biden, and you you think you can get a fair jury there? There's no way. There's no way. Agent Friend said he suggested alternatives, such as the issuance of a court summons or utilizing surveillance groups to determine an optimal safe time for a local sheriff deputy to contact the subjects and advise them about the existence of the arrest warrant. Federico responded by telling him it would have been better to just call in sick rather than speak out and threaten reprisal indirectly by asking how long I saw myself continuing to work for the FBI. Agent Friend said he was summoned to Jacksonville four days later to meet his next-level bosses. Assistant Special Agents in Charge Colt Markovsky and Sean Ryan to discuss his refusal to join the SWAT raid. He told them about his concerns over irregular case handling of January 6th matters that he believed were in violation of a legal rule known as Brady that requires prosecutors to disclose evidence that would exonerate a defendant. When his supervisors asked if he believed any January 6th rioters committed crimes, French says he replied, Some of the people who entered the Capitol committed crimes, but others were innocent. I elaborated that I believed some innocent individuals had been unjustly prosecuted, convicted, and sentenced. Markovsky then asked the whistleblower if he thought January 6th rioters who killed police officers should be prosecuted, even though no police were killed by the Trump supporters. When Agent Friend pointed out there were no police officers killed on January 6, 2021, Markovsky allegedly told him he was being a bad teammate. Can you believe this? You're being a bad teammate for pointing out that no cops were killed on January 6, 2021. Agent Friend said both agents threatened reprisal again by warning that my refusal to go on the SWAT raid could amount to insubordination. References were made to my future career prospects with the FBI. 
A week after he was labeled AWOL and stripped of his pay, Agent Friend says he was told to meet the top agent in Jacksonville, special agent in charge, Sherry Oaks, who told him he needed to do some soul searching to decide if he still wanted to work for the FBI. Some soul searching, huh? Gee, I thought it was the FBI, not the Gestapo. Yeah, well, what do you know? You learn something new every day, don't you? Um, if I may. When he told her that many of his colleagues expressed similar concerns to him but had not vocalized their objections to FBI executive management, she told him his views re- represented an extremely small minority of the FBI workforce. According to the whistleblower, Oaks then claimed that she feared for her own life. She feared for her own life on January 6, 2021, when she was sitting on the seventh floor of the secure J. Edgar Hoover building, FBI headquarters, after protesters a whole mile away, quote, seized the Capitol and threatened the United States democracy, unquote. Can you believe this garbage seized the Capitol and threatened the United States democracy? With no weapons, by the way, no weapons. Uh, Also, by the way, Oaks assumed the role of special agent in charge of the FBI Jacksonville field office in January of 2022. Remarkable. More from the New York Post article, Friend says his concerns are shared by large numbers of rank-and-file FBI agents across the country who believe they are being used as pawns to pursue the political agenda of the bosses in Washington, D.C., Many agents who joined the FBI in the wake of 9-11 are keeping their heads down because they are close to their 20-year retirement with full pension, but he says they are equally disgusted at being forced to take part in the politicization of federal law enforcement. Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican Iowa, has been working with the heroic FBI whistleblowers and has been trying to introduce legislation to strengthen the Bureau's weak whistleblower protections. New York Post reported, Agent Friend's complaint will be a test case. In a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray on August 11th, Grassley alleged that a committee of FBI field agents had been to see Director Wray to express the concerns of agents in all 56 field offices across the country that the FBI has become too politicized in its decision-making. Grassley further alleges those concerns were removed from this year's final report of the FBI's Special Agents Advisory Committee. Director Ray ignored that letter, along with a dozen other letters from the Iowa senator alleging corruption and malfeasance at the Bureau in recent months. The FBI currently employs approximately 35,000 people, so there should be a few more than 20, just 20 whistleblowers speaking out against the politicization of the Bureau. But if more FBI agents find their spines, perhaps Ray will be forced to face the music. The New York Post's Miranda Devine was on Tucker Carlson's show recently to discuss the story. She told Carlson that Agent Friend is the first of many whistleblowers to come forward and speak out against the FBI's ever-increasing abuses of power. Wow. That is Deborah Hine with an article over at American Greatness, amgreatness.com, entitled FBI Retaliates Against Whistleblower After He Objects to SWAT Raids Against January 6th Subjects. Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess that means it's about time to say hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it is brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. So today's tweet of the day 
It's a clip from Fox News. It is put on Twitter by a guy who's named Charles Weber, also known as the Jew from Boca, speaking of Boca Raton, Florida. And it is a clip of Sheriff Grady Judd of Polk County, Florida, with advice on what people in hurricane-damaged areas should do to to stay safe in case looters try to enter their homes. Here it is. People have a right to be safe in their homes. They have a right for their property to be safe, even when part of their home may be torn away. And these looters, that's unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. Because you know what? That's one looter that won't break into anyone else's home and take advantage of them when they're the most vulnerable and the most weak. People. There you go. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd. People have a right to be safe in their homes. He highly recommends if a looter enters your home, you grab your gun, you shoot him, so he looks like grated cheese. There you go. And and he's not going to loot anybody else's home. All righty. That is our tweet of the day from Charles Weber, also known as the Jew from Boca, Boca Raton, Florida. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. We appreciate Mitch Ward and the crew at RedRiverYourWay.com for making it possible for us to do the tweet of the day, for us to do the Doc Washburn show week after week as we approach our first anniversary coming up on October 12th. You've been listening to episode 254 of the all-new Doc Washburn show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier the 10th. That's the way it is. Friday, October 7th, 2022.